1: This is
3: VSEN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network.
4: We begin hour number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shah here, also halftime right now in uh, Qatar as USA has a one nothing lead over Iran. Amal for our for our uh, pro tip for hour number one, it does involve the World Cup, so we're going to give you kind of a live example of a pro tip in, in basically in either three-way betting or what you've seen so far in the first half that you can actually apply it here for a pro tip for live betting.
5: Yeah. Let me give you the number breakdown. Let's say you took the United States before this match started at even money. Okay. Okay. So let's say even money yeah, and let's say for simple math, you bet a hundred dollars on it. deal. So you get a, you bet a hundred, you get back a hundred, right? Uh, so now based on the scenario that we have with the U S leading at the break one nil, you could take the draw, which is probably the most likely scenario of the three if the US doesn't win, right? So you all you have to do is take come back with the draw at plus four seventy five. You bet twenty-three dollars on the draw at plus four
4: seventy-five. I, I, I see exactly what you're doing. So you are now doing literally the math, the equation that if Iran scores a goal, ties this thing up and that's the way it ends. Correct. You've safeguarded your hundred
5: dollar wager. Correct. So you're just betting you bet twenty-three dollars right there and you'll get back a hundred uh you get back 109, so you're not making a complete profit, but you're you're going to be in a situation where you would lose a little bit less. Now, if you want to bet more money, let's say you just bet thirty dollars for simple math on okay. that one, you're gonna you're gonna get back 142, so you'll cover your thirty. Okay, so yes. now so now you're 100 in in the black um, if the U.S. wins, or if they if you end up with a draw, you'll have a slight profit of about twelve dollars. And then just to cover yourself at 16 to 1, you take Iran for $8, and you're going to get 100 and, uh, 128 So that way, you've pretty much covered everything minus about $10. So all I'm saying is you're trying to mitigate your risk. So you're in a situation, and, and I'm, I apologize if the numbers are not precise to the penny. I'm just doing it real quick. Um, but you're in a situation, Dave, where you're basically risking, um, z- you know, z- you, you're going to make $60. But you have zero at risk. Yeah, it's a free ride. It's a free ride. Yeah, it's ex- a free half. roll. Yeah, exactly. And so it's a scenario where you don't have anything, anything at risk. Well, people say, why do you want to cut off $40 in profit if you believe the U.S. is going to win? Because if you're doing this on a daily basis, you're going to take every bad beat in the world. Yeah. Like, you know, people complain about bad beats, and, and I love SVP and – uh you know, Stanford, Steve, but 80% of those that they put on there are not bad beats. Mm. They just need to fill content. It's gambling. It's gambling. Yeah. I mean, that's just the scenario of how the game, thing plays out. So you want to try to avoid those situations. And, you know, a lot of people that do this, that arbitrage, that scalp numbers, know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. And this is a great opportunity to be able to do just that. I think it's,
4: it's a it's a worthwhile exercise that you just did there. And it's a live example here for a pro tip of how to literally, and I can't wait for the t-shirts to be, to be printed Lock in profit, okay. because that's what Amal Shaw is telling you how to do. By simple math, you know you can you can figure out a way here at Halftime. You have plenty of time to figure out what the necessary wager would be to make sure that you lock in a profit if USA does not hold on to this one nil lead. That is pro tip here for hour number one. Again, you get access to all those as a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You can access them by show or by sport when you go to VEASAN.com. So if you're not a VEASAN Pro subscriber, what are you waiting for? You can do it today. Let's get to Frank Schwab does a great job covering the NFL for Yahoo Sports. You can follow him as I do at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. Frank, great to be with you as always on this Tuesday. You know, I just looked ahead before we began this segment. I looked at the Super Bowl odds uh, going forward. And I see that the Chiefs are the smallest betting favorite, not the Buffalo Bills, who were in that position for a long, long time dating back to this summer and when those odds were first posted. So now the Chiefs are 4-1, to one, the Bills are plus 450, then the Eagles at $6. But look who's coming fast, the Niners at plus 65 in that market. Because you look at the records, Frank, and you go, well, wait a minute. They're not even in the stratosphere of the Eagles. Uh, Bills are cheap. What, Chiefs, what do you make of those numbers before you get to that demarcation line of the Cowboys next up at 9-1? to one?
6: It's very interesting, and I think a lot of it has to do with the Chiefs have this inside track to the number one seed. Right. I've, the way that they've restructured the playoffs, we're so used to two, you know, two buys for each conference. Now it's just one, and that is—I know it didn't play out last year—but it is such an edge to be that number one seed. You need to win two home games to make a Super Bowl. Everybody else needs to play that wild card weekend. So. Whoever gets that number one seed has such an edge. I'll tell you this, though, and I've been talking about this, I I think, since pretty much before the season started. Tell me the difference between the Niners and the Cowboys. Why the Niners... Like I get the Niners probably going to win their division, but they still got to play the first weekend, as we just talked about. I think the Cowboys are at least as good as the 49ers, Maybe maybe better. They are a very, very good football team with a better quarterback. Maybe not as many skill position talent guys, but a lot of the skill position talent, their defense is fierce. That pass rush is awesome. You tell me why the 49ers are plus 650 and the Cowboys are plus 900 because
4: if nothing else, I think those teams are even. I even think the Cowboys are a little bit better. And to your point, Frank, very quickly, again, somebody else has got to do the dirty work for the Cowboys. Somebody else has to knock off the Eagles just one more time down the stretch. The and then the Cowboys, if that happens, if there's one trip up for the Eagles that's not in Dallas, because this is all incumbent upon the Cowboys running the table and going 14-3 and just to win the division. But if they get there, Frank, they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. So all of a sudden that 9-1 to would go to be the shortest favorite out of the NFC if the Eagles are to trip up. So there could be some real value in that number if you think the Eagles are going to lose one more and the Cowboys can run the table, correct? Yeah, absolutely, because that
6: rematch happens in Dallas on, I believe, it's December 24th. I, I think the Cowboys will be favored slightly. Or, at least pick them, whatever. I mean, yeah, so if they win that and, like you said, Eagles lose another one, they're right in line for the NFC East. And As you said, I mean, I, I mean, the Vikings, I think, are going to start losing some games at some <laughs> point. So I think the NFC East champ will be the number one seed, whoever that is. I just like this Cowboys team. I have, look, I yeah, week one, I was like, oh, man, this is bad. They're in real trouble. But then they they rebounded so well with Cooper Rush, and now they're healthy. They're playing well. I, I just really like this Cowboys team, and I, I it's weird that the Cowboys of all teams aren't getting enough attention to be like if the Yankees were really good, and nobody was talking about them. <laughs> the, if the Lakers were leading to West and nobody was talking about them, how come nobody's talking about the Cowboys as a real Super Bowl contender?
4: I honestly don't get it because every time I watch this team, I'm more and more impressed. I am tuning in. it would be uh, that would be incumbent upon the the Vikings losing one more, with the Cowboys having beaten them head to head. Yeah, that's the idea here. With there is a clear pathway for the Cowboys to get that number one seed, and those numbers would drop precipitously.
5: Frank, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to, but how much money did Dave pay you to say this? (laughs)
6: <laughs> hey, I, yeah, I can't discuss
4: that. I've been that's
5: so up. that's I, between gonna, me and Frank. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> let, let's go to something you can discuss, and that's close to your heart. I want to ask you about two things in the state of Wisconsin going on right now. First of all, if you're the Packers, season's pretty much over. Mm. Do you start to look at Jordan Lovett's in his third year to find out what you have? Because you're going to have to exercise that fourth-year option fairly soon. Or do you let him walk? And are we at the end with Aaron Rodgers? Do you have to make a decision and say, Hey, is he no longer going to be able to play an elite level? And this is just, or is this a one-off season? You know, I think that there's two ways to look at this. And I think you're totally logical to, to go down
6: that road and say, you need to get a look at Jordan love. Your season's over. You're not running the table and sneaking into a wild card. I can't see that situation happening. And now Aaron Rodgers banged up, not just the thumb, but he's got the ribs now. But that's not going to happen. We all know that. There's nobody in that organization who's going to say, "Aaron, we're sitting you." It's just he's meant to. And I get it. He's meant too much to that organization. MVPs, Super Bowl. I just don't see them ever going to Aaron Rodgers and saying, "We're just going to sit you voluntarily. You could play, but we want to get a look at Jordan Love." I don't think he would stand for that. It just it would just be so uncomfortable that they want to avoid that. And then when it comes to next year and beyond, I mean, if if Rodgers walks away, you can't do anything about that. But I still think, look, they're going to talk themselves into us. Thumb was broken. He's still a guy who we're only a year removed from back-to-back MVPs. He's still a better quarterback than Jordan Love, so he gives us the best chance now. It's a really, really tricky situation, but I honestly just don't see any scenario where the Packers voluntarily go to Jordan Love, whether it's the rest of this year or the start of next year.
4: Yeah, they're four-point favorites right now in Chicago. Uh, next week, the quarterback situation clearly up in the air. Rogers said he got good news that he thinks he'll be able to go on Sunday. We don't know, obviously, about Justin Fields and that situation for the Bears. One of the really, uh, I think, tricky line of the week, speaking of another dead team in the NFC that we didn't expect, is the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Rams. And now they're seven and seven-and-a-half-point dogs at home against Seattle. Just think about that, what that number was this summer, to where it is now that Seattle's seven-and-a-half-point road favorites against the Rams. What do you make of these two teams? I know Seattle's here licking their wounds after the overtime loss to the Raiders last week.
6: Yeah, on the Seattle side, you wonder if they've lost a little bit of the magic. You know, I mean, we all were skeptical about them, and it, it's honestly, it's not Geno. It, Geno played perfectly fine last week. It's their defense. Yeah. I mean, you give up 303 yards to Josh Jacobs, come on. Like, that can't happen. <laughs> but I watched this Rams team, and I'm sure you guys did when they played the Chiefs, and it was, it was hard to watch. It was sad almost. I mean, they could have played for... A million more quarters and not scored 20 points. And so when you're, I hate laying a, 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 a kind of mediocre Seahawks team who is minus seven and a half on the road. But how is this Rams team going to score? Is Aaron Donald going to play? He's got the ankle issue <laughs> oh, now. Boy. So everything's falling apart for the Rams. I, I'd have to go with the Seahawks here. Like I can't pick the Rams right now. I just don't know how they move the ball. Now look, we'll have to see injuries. Are they going to get Stafford back? I don't know that I would play them, but they might. Uh, That matters a lot. Aaron Donald, obviously, but man, the Rams are bad right now, and I just can't imagine backing them much the rest of the season.
5: would agree with you there. I want to switch gears a little bit. You went to school in Madison at the University of Wisconsin, for people that are unaware. Luke Fickles, the new coach. and I don't think this guy's ever lived outside of the state of Ohio his whole life, right? (laughs) Went to Ohio State, coached for the Buckeyes in Cincinnati. Um, What do you think of the hire? I was a little bit surprised because you and I think are in the same boat. I like Jim Leonard. I I thought this was a bit of a hasty decision. Um, What's your feeling on this one?
6: It took me a while to get my head around it because this was kind of an un-Wisconsin move. I mean, we want guys that are homegrown. That's why Paul Christ was there. We want, hey, this guy's going to be here forever. Greg Gard on the basketball side. Jim Leonard fit that perfectly. He's a Wisconsin legend. I think he's a really, really smart guy, and he's going to be a great coach. But man, it's as I've gotten used to it. Fickle's a, a heck of a coach, and this was a big swing by Chris McIntosh, or AD. I like it. I, I've come around to it. It's thanks for Jim Leonard. I like Jim Leonard. All Wisconsin fans love Jim Leonard. Uh, but this this guy is a proven coach. Yeah. As long as he doesn't leave to Ohio State where they get rid of Ryan Day, because that's going to happen, right? Like, oh. we all know that's coming pretty soon. I hope this <laughs> isn't just a one-year stayover for Fickle, but I do like the hire.
4: But they love Ryan Day, and then you lose twice to Michigan, and all of a yeah. sudden they're going, oh, my goodness, we
5: could have Luke Fickle. Uh, Frank, <laughs> Can we have Leonard as the D.C.? <laughs>
4: yeah, it might happen. It might happen. Frank, great stuff. As always, my friend, enjoy the, uh, the football slate this weekend. We'll catch up again next week. Hey, Frank, that we check is
5: not going to cash.
4: <laughs> it's, it's signed by Jerry Jones. It'll be fine. Go on back. It's Big bets here on Visa the Sports Betting Network.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
2: VCN's big bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw
3: on VCN, the sports betting network.
4: The VEASAN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. So sign up today become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You're going to get a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that are going to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dives daily into betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up. This is an extended Cyber Monday offer that has been extended but won't last forever. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Amol Shaw, Dave Ross here. We are into the second stanza here for Team USA and desperately needs this win. Still 1-0 right now. USA in the lead, 53rd minute. But uh, Kelly, you have some injury news here for Team USA. And also, I wonder, has there been any repricing now as we're in that second half and still no more goals uh, to the tally sheet.
8: Yeah, we saw Christian Pulisic take that hit on that goal. He is out for the second half, got subbed out. I believe it was at halftime. Got subbed out, uh, is out for the second half. Brendan uh, Aronson has been subbed in for Team USA. Live odds right now. USA up to a $5 favorite to win this game, mm. minus 500. Uh, Iran, 18-1, to 1, draw plus 475 if you're looking at the totals. Two and a half over, plus one twenty-five under, minus one seventy-five right now.
5: Yeah, Aronson, pretty solid player. Plays at Leeds, twenty-two years old in the midfield. Uh, obviously, he's not prolific, but uh, he can be effective. So, uh, us should be okay there. The, look, the the bottom line is you got to get one more. It takes off so much pressure off you. Changes the whole dynamic of this match. You know, It's kind of like when you go into that ninth inning and you got a one-run lead and you yeah. get a solo shot. It just changes how your um, reliever goes out there and pitches a little bit. So I think it would be the same thing for the United States because the one concern I have is Iran's been pressing forward. Yeah, that's and the, what I noticed and, here. And, and the other thing I noticed is the U.S. compared to a lot of teams which you'd see in Europe, they don't seem to be defending in kind of the same manner where you just have almost so many more guys back.
4: Mm. Oh, <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. By the way, uh, you, so I have a
5: little bit of concern there.
4: If you look at the, the, this, they call this a two shot in the biz. Mm-hmm. If you look at this two shot here, we are subliminally rooting for Team USA, red, white, and blue. We got, we got, <laughs> a, we got the spectrum covered here. Uh, but you're right, that is one thing I have noticed here is that Iran seems like they are a little bit forward on the pitch here so far in this second stanza. Uh, look, USA is going to have to make sure the defense is tight going forward, that they don't give up this equalizer. But that's why you gave the pro tip in hour number one that if you had USA in pocket, and once they get to that one 0 lead, you could look at a draw as a way to lock in some profit because again, Iran is the more aggressive team so far here in the early stages of the second half.
5: Look, all it takes is one bad, you know, one bad defensive play, a slip, okay. anything, and all of a sudden you're level at one apiece, and now you're in a situation where you're chasing the match uh, if you're in the United States. So. I- Still a long way to go, but hopefully
4: they can uh, get one more to go up two nil and put this thing away. But again, Pulisic is out for the rest yeah. of the, this match here uh, against Iran, which is not good news. But he did sacrifice the body for that all important first goal. Okay, I need somebody else to uh, to sacrifice their bodies against the Eagles in the NFL and get a win because if that happens, then the Cowboys are live as we discussed in the last segment with Frank Schwab. Not only to be to win the NFC East, but potentially get that number one seed with that victory. Over the Eagles. The problem is the Eagles just don't want to lose right now. They're just figuring out ways to win. It wasn't pretty necessarily against the Packers the week before against the Colts, but they are finding out ways. What looks like a more flawed football team right now with the Eagles than they were in the first half, even though they're 10 and one. So the odds right now to finish the season, the regular season with the most wins, the Eagles are still the favorite, but not as big as you might think at, at, at minus $1.35, thirty-five. The Chiefs are nipping at their heels, and then a big demarcation line for the Vikings at uh, plus $6. And by the way, the Vikings and the Chiefs have the same record at 9-2. to Look at the Bills. They have drifted in this market to 11-1, what? sitting at 8-3, because they just don't think the Eagles, even to get a push, Eagles would have to lose twice. Now, again, they're going to be underdogs in Dallas, but they are got to lose somewhere else, sure. and the Bills have to run the table, and they don't show... That killer instinct to knock teams out. So we got to get a couple things clarified here. First right. of all, uh, you got the Eagles at minus
5: one thirty-five and Chiefs at two to one. Mm-hmm. If they both finish with the same record, do you win the bet.
8: Probably, it's got to be dead heated. Got to be a push. Push or dead heated. Yeah. Probably dead heat rules. Okay. Dead heat rules. No matter. Usually, or whatever your stake is, divided by how many teams you tie with, then you get the same odds paid out on your stake.
4: Okay, got it. And there is a very good. Uh, possibility of a tie here. I mean, a very good possibility. But, again, when you look at the Eagles' schedule, my only question would be, and I know it's a short number at minus $1. thirty-five. I know they have not been as dominant as they were before that Commanders game when they lost on the Monday night. The blueprint is there if you can execute it. Can you run the football yeah. against this defense in order to but, win? And you tell me, outside of Dallas, which we know that 2 a monster of Zeke and power, they can run the football. So they have the right blueprint to beat the Eagles. Well,
8: that's one potential loss. That's one. You got two more big backs. One one uh Oh big one rig. called uh, what, what's his your loving nickname for him? Big rig. The eighteen wheeler. Eighteen wheeler, yeah. And then a uh, uh, Saquon twice. Woo-wee. Yeah, but hold on, you guys. Getting are lo- excited, you, guys Kelly.
5: you guys are both looking at this the wrong way. How so? It's not about the games that they're gonna play. I think they're better than everybody they're gonna play on the schedule, maybe except the Cowboys. But they don't need the game in week 18 the way the Kansas City Chiefs do. Exactly. Because the Chiefs need to stay a game in front of Buffalo to have home field advantage because uh, they lost, lost the head-to-head. Because they've got the head-to-head against the Vikings in week 18. Yeah. They can sit everybody in a meaningless game, even if Minnesota wins and they wind up and wind up with the same record with two losses. Probably not likely because you're not going to have – I don't believe, Dave, your 49ers – I'm sorry, uh, your Cowboys are going to catch uh, Philadelphia – And I don't believe San Francisco or Minnesota is going to be able to do that. So I think they'll be fine in the sense that they're going to be able to get through the schedule. You've got the Titans at home at the Giants who are going downhill quick at the bears who are in disarray defensively at Dallas is the one game. The saints are at home and the giants are at home. That giants game on January 8th. To me, if you play Jalen hurts, I would strip Nick Sirianni the Coach of the Year award. <laughs>
8: By the way, again, oh, so how? But isn't that's why I think Kansas City is live in this market at two to that's, one. That's why I said you only plays okay. KC. So the, their remaining schedule: you got the Bengals, the Seahawks, okay, Texans, Broncos twice, and Raiders.
5: More difficult schedule, no question about it. But again. They need these games. Do you want to go to Orchard Park, New York, no. in, in, on January not really. 29th? No. no, no, no. January 29th? It's
8: an easier schedule than the Eagles. That's what I'm saying. You think it is? Yeah. Wow, yes. this is a great debate.
4: Because it's hard to, to figure out which schedule is easier. Oh, because the Texans, I'm sorry, I thought you said Titans. No, I apologize. Texans, yeah. Texans. So, the, look, that Bengals game this week. He's right. Right? The, he is right. Remember what the Bengals did to them last year? Not, I'm not talking about the playoff game. I'm talking about the regular season game. Bengals scored at will. Against the Chiefs, right? I'm just I feel like we've got a real focused Pat Mahomes. Okay, different. This is the, y'all must have forgot Pat Mahomes. This is the Roy Jones Jr. Pat Mahomes. And you might be well right. And by the way, he's the shortest favorite now to win MVP. What are are his odds on the MVP, by the way? He's the shortest favorite. It's not overwhelming. But Josh Allen, I'm not saying that he's removed himself from consideration. He's got 16
5: turnovers. The guy's a turnover machine. He is.
4: And by the way, look at where he has drifted in this market. That is stunning 14 to 1. This was the odds on favorite. All summer long, and unless he t- didn't have this rash of turnovers, he would have won this award. Look at Tua Tungavaila, people. Five,
5: five to one. Oh, he's two is playing great. By the way, Kelly, can you find our uh, Kirk Cousins on the list? I don't seem to have hey, him in
4: front of me.
8: That's <laughs> blasphemy.
4: I just said it 50 to one in the preseason. I mean, I, I just want
5: to say this. Geno Smith is higher on the list than Kirk Cousins. Who had that? Nobody. 80. Oh, there he is. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> 80 to one. He's tied <laughs> with he Geno. Is.
4: Hey, just keep winning, Kirk. It's okay. I mean, it's amazing the disrespect for that football team. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I know he's not sexy. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not cool. Even though, he, you know, Pat does this after he scores, you know. He's cool. Pat Mahomes is cool. I I I don't
5: know who's cool and who's not. All I know is I want 15 as my quarterback instead of 8 when the chips are down.
8: Uh, yeah.
4: (laughs) No shirt on with the chains. That doesn't get him any swag points with the kids. Not going to get him an extra vote. You know what gets you swag? Winning. (laughs) Well, they're winning. (laughs) What does he want him to do? They're, they only get respect it's, in the marketplace. Like you could look
5: like you they're, got. They're it, doing what you just asked. It's like this. You could look like you got beaten by a bag of hammers.
4: But if you've got money, you yeah. can pull a Halle Berry. Yeah, it's no doubt about that. <laughs> right? So, again, I don't, I don't want to say this publicly, but I guess I'm going to. Because I do think the Eagles, you're getting good value at minus $1.35. The reason why I say that is it's a short number and you have a one-game lead. You have a built-in advantage that even if you push, your, to Kelly's point, you get a cut back of the stake even if you're tied. Okay? Oh, that's fair. So, like, to me, there's actual value in betting the Eagles. I'm not rooting for it to win. I've got tickets to the contrary because I need the Cowboys to win that NFC East. Okay? Cowboys could run the table. So, if you look at those odds, they're 14 to 1. I'm just saying. 14 to 1. There is a real possibility that the Cowboys are going to run the table in the rest of the games. I believe they're going to be favored in every single game to do so. Frank Schwab just mentioned it. Why aren't we talking about this team more? You tell me where the loss is going to be if it's not to the Eagles.
5: Frank Schwab works for Jerry Jones. Did you not hear him for five minutes? He should
4: Everybody should work I for I thought Jerry. he
5: was in the Cowboys' front office. I thought the call was coming in from the star in Frisco.
4: They're going to win the next two at home. They're going to beat the Colts. They're going to beat the Texans. That's going to get you to 10-3, and 3 kids. They're going to win
5: at Jacksonville.
4: Okay, and then that Eagle game is all important. Now, it will get dicey the last two on the road. The Titans will be dicey. And the Commanders will be I, dicey. The
5: I, Commanders playing much better football. People. I don't think the Tennessee game is going to be as big of a deal as you think because when I look at the uh, Tennessee Titans, they're probably battling for a three or four seed.
4: i, I got to be honest. If it all comes down to D.C. to potentially win the division, get a number one seed and potentially cash that ticket of the best record in the NFL, 14-3, and they don't win that game, young me is going to come out, and it's not pretty. When we come back, young Tim Doyle. In Chicago, breaking down the NBA and college basketball. Come on back, it's Big Bets on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot of 5K in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on all the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. Must be 21 or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for the details and please drink responsibly. You just heard my co-host, Shaw, clap. As USA has uh, avoided a potential disaster scenarios with Iran, still holding on to that 1-0 lead. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty in the 68th minute of this match. We'll keep you updated. Um, Amal, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. There was uh, the Michigan State-Kentucky classic college basketball game, double overtime to begin this college basketball season. And I said I didn't want to call out anybody by name, Tim Doyle. But I'd gotten a text at about the five-minute point of regular regular action, he said, you know, the under's home. Like, we can cash it. And I was like, overtime could always kill you. Of course, it goes to overtime. And then he says, well, we can still win this in overtime until there's double overtime. Tim Doyle, who does a remarkable job at CBS Sports and NBA TV, follow him on Twitter as I do, (laughs) at Tim Doyle 00. And there he is, kids, the pride of Long Island From New York, young Tim Doyle joining us. A boy, a ball, and a dream. Tim Doyle. Tim, do you take any personal responsibility for that under not cashing?
3: I'm not a mush, all right? What I try to do is will it to victory, okay? Like, uh, (laughs) yes, I know what could happen, but I also like to think positively. So many gamblers think negatively. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, this is like... You got to put good vibes out there. Yes, that failed. And you're right. It wasn't just one time. It was two times. Actually, I had one of the all-time tough beats. (laughs) I had the Bears first half plus five and a half. They're winning 10-7. Plus five and a half, winning 10-7. There's a monsoon, okay? A monsoon (laughs) is happening in in New Jersey. So anyway, they score a touchdown. Safety breaks his ankle. They don't get uh, two (laughs) possessions. They go three and out. And then... 57 yard field goal attempt to end the first half. I'm home, wife, three beautiful kids, minivan, and I'm yelling 57 yard in a month, punt, punt for cry, punt, punt. <laughs> I got my kids saying punt, punt, punt. And this kicker comes, he kicks the ball 74 yards directly through the uprights, and I lose the first half. So you want to know something, David? I'm uh, uh, stuff happens, okay? So that's, that's gambling. I, Tim, first of all, when Dave brought
5: it up, I was a little bit offended because I said, look, if Tim had that kind of power, I think we should be doing some other things. I totally blame Tim. No, I, that tax I, I, is I, I the had reason I, I had your back on that time I, I had your back on that one. I, I didn't agree with uh, Ross yeah. on that one. But I'm not a superstitious person oh, either. So it, for me, it didn't really matter one way or the other. I didn't think he was affecting the outcome. <laughs> more importantly, Tim, do you have anything on this U.S.-Iran uh, game? I'm more concerned about you jinxing this thing here.
3: You know, I, I, I don't bet soccer just because um, – it's not, it's just not my thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, that's a good answer. I, I, I I respect anybody that bets really anything. I'll bet Australian horse racing when they're running the wrong freaking way of all, but like (laughs) soccer. I I, I looked at Morocco the other day live. They were plus 400 and I was typing in my bet and I said, I don't even know one player who's (laughs) ever played for Morocco. Like I'm sorry. I just need to have like a little bit of knowledge before I I heard Casablanca. Dave is absolutely gorgeous. I heard it's beautiful there, but I don't know any Moroccan soccer players. I didn't know it was
4: a real place. I thought it was just the movie.
3: Let's get (laughs) to the
4: NBA today. And uh, the Knicks, Timmy, we're going to lay points with the Knicks on the road against Detroit. I know it's not the bad boys anymore, but really, are the Knicks good enough to lay five to anybody?
3: No, and they've lost a bunch of games at home. They were really competitive last out. They lost to the Grizzlies, but um, I would take the dog on the spot, plus the five. Now, the Pistons are pitiful. They're five and 17 on the year, and they're missing their best player, Cade Cunningham, but uh, they've played well as of late. I-, I watched the game against the Cavaliers. They took them right down to the wire. They gave Phoenix all they could handle, and then three games back, they won at Utah. So it's like, they're doing things well right now. So, like, they're playing better basketball. As far as the Knicks, uh, they don't guard. Like, mm. they just do not guard anyway. You remember Tom Thibodeau it used to be like, let's guard people. Check out oh, yeah. the over and under in this game. 226 and a half. Now, I do have a soft spot for the Pistons because my dad, this is the only photo I have of him right here. This is his wedding photo right Big there. Big Dan. Right there? Yeah, Big Dan. Amal, my dad played for the Pistons, okay? 1962, 1963. Was that the Fort Wayne and, uh, Pistons? They weren't. They were the Detroit Pistons. Oh, they were. I don't know when uh, Fort Wayne was. My mom was a jersey chaser. She married a pro. So, um, (laughs) I mean, all these years later, they're still married. But the reality is she married a pro. So, you know, he never likes to talk about, like, the old days, right? like, ah, we're on the road. We're on the road. Okay. So, um, but I didn't get out of him of all what his stats were. And he said that he was a 30, 30, 30 guy. So as a little boy, you know, I went to school. Well, I said, my dad averages 30 points, 30 rebounds, and 30 assists. I, and a kid go, a kid bullied me. He goes, dad, that's impossible. Dad could not average that. So I went home that night. I go, dad, this kid, Mikey, said that you didn't average 30, 30, and 30. He said, Mikey was right. He goes, 30, 30, 30 means if we're up by, by 30 or down, or down by 30, by 30 yeah. got into like 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. I know, because I was a 20, 20 guy.
4: Some might have said Timmy was a 30 30 30 guy at St. John's, and that's why he transferred to Northwestern. Uh, Let's get back. (laughs) Sorry. He he dominated the Big Ten. He did. Best hair in the Big Ten. It was actually a voted on award. By the way, speaking of. He's got the NIT ring! The The NIT NIT ring! (laughs) You tried to pawn that years ago, Timmy. Did you get any takers for that NIT ring from St. John's?
3: I did it, but I wore this once, and I felt like I was in, like, a 70s porn. Like, I just like whenever you wear your championship ring, it's like, chick it wow wow
4: like that music plays. <laughs> I needed to get dates, Tim, if
3: I could borrow that thing.
4: Uh, so back at <laughs> back the NBA slate a little bit tonight, and I know this is the Warriors on the road against Dallas, and they're going to lay points. Oh, I knew it was coming out.
3: The gold hammer is out. Can I guess which way you're going? You love the Mavs. Love the Mavs. 8-3 and three at home. The Warriors have played nine games on the road. I repeat, nine times Ferris (laughs) has missed school, okay? And they've only won twice. Now I'm going to lay points. I get it. They beat the T-Wolves. They looked amazing that game on Sunday, scoring all of them. But it's like, it's the T-Wolves, right? Like, they they just pooped all over themselves in D.C. against the Wizards. They (laughs) gave, like, 200 points in that game. So I, I think everybody just feels warm and fuzzy to bet the Warriors. Know this. When you bet the Warriors, you're paying a premium. I think you're paying up to like four points sometimes. It's like betting your Cowboys, Ross, or the Yankees, or like you pay a premium. Now, the Mavericks, they're not a championship contender because Luka doesn't have enough help. I don't care what you say. You watch them eyeball test. Uh, Christian Wood's not going to win an NBA championship play <laughs> alongside of Doncic, but they're at home. They rely on the three. They're eight and three at home. The Mavericks. So the fact that you're going to like, you know, you're going to give me a price. I would take the Mavericks here on the money line. I'm going to hammer them.
5: By the way, the first and only reference we'll ever have of Christian Wood. on That's this it. show. He it made the show though. <laughs> yeah, he did. I-, I like that. When you mentioned this Mavericks team, who do you like out West right now? Cause I kind of feel like it's inconsistent. Big cat's going to be out for a while, a little bit for Minnesota here. Utah seems like they might be coming back down to earth. Warriors have some issues. Um, a triple single finally got a, a double double, uh, but I'm not a believer in this Warriors team. I, I like new Orleans, but I don't know if they'll be able to do it in the postseason.
3: Uh, new Orleans healthy is fun to watch. Yeah. I think that they have Western conference finals capability. I, I, I'm a big Grizzlies guy and we have not seen the Grizzlies all season at full strength. And what's full strength Ja, Bane, Jerry Jackson, Jr. Right. They had Bane early, then they just got Jaron Jackson back, and he's had 20 points the last three games he's played in. And Jaw's a superstar, so I thought they gave the Warriors last year their best series. Jaw missed the layup in Game One; they won Game Two. So, like, I, that's a team, and they got value getting them at seven to one right now to win the NBA championship. They're roughly around 15 to one, but the favorite right now, and the favorite should be the Boston Celtics. They just defend at an extremely high level, and if I had to give the MVP. Even though there's a lot of guys that are up for it. Devin Booker's had a great year. He killed the Kings yesterday. Jason Tatum should win the MVP if mm. it was given out today.
5: Wow, that's, that's a good call there. By the way, the reason why I can't back your Grizzlies plays, I can't back anybody whose intellect suggests that they think they can cook Jordan and their name
4: is Ja Morant. I got I to gotta question that one. Oh, he's got an ego. He, he believes he can do it to me. By the way, very quickly before we got about 90 seconds to go, Tim. One, I know somebody from Pawn Stars. It's a show. Apparently, people like to watch We had him on a show I used to do with you in Chicago. He he could sell that nit ring if you want it. We could figure out what the actual value of it is if you want to do that. W- would you have any interest in, in b- going on another TV show to sell your sell your nit ring? It'd be a great bit.
3: You know, I didn't understand this was going to tur- turn into a therapy session, but a mall. I had a friend once that bought a bracelet. All right. I'm not going to name a name. A very good friend. Okay. First initial was D last name was R. Okay. And the woman or the the partner that he had, sorry, had a very small wrist, almost like a a carny, right? Like small hands (laughs) smell like cabbage. Okay. So after they bought the, the, the very expensive bracelet, um, it didn't work out. They couldn't sell it. The wrist was ter- like, they could have only sold it to like three people whose wrists Natalie Portman, uh, Jerry Bailey, the jockey. Like there was only like three people in the whole world that could have worn the, the bracelet. If Natalie I mean,
4: Portman is single, I will I will give it to
3: her. By
5: the way, that was a great reference there with Natalie Portman on the wrist. That That's fairly accurate.
4: Tim, very quickly, you have a ten, uh, 10 seconds. What's going on in the game? You like San Diego against UNLV on, on Saturday.
3: Don't ever... Listen, you stop watching this show right now. You bet you L V, okay? This is like... <laughs> bet UNLV! You Tim, you're the best. Come on back. We'll wrap it up here. Big bets on Visa.
5: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment VCN's big bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VCN, the sports betting network.
4: calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with bet rivers online sportsbook with the bet world cup in full swing now is the perfect time to check out bet rivers log on to bet rivers every single match day get a free 10 dollar wager when you place a wager of at least 25 bet rivers has the latest odds lines boost to create the perfect match day experience head of bet download the bet rivers app today to get in on all the action it is a whole new game Woo. deep breath there for team usa still holding on to that one nil lead we do want to get to our pro tip for our number two and this is kind of in conjunction with watching as we've done here for almost two hours this match which is now in the 83rd minute with team usa holding on to that one nil lead over iran when you're live betting wait till commercial breaks because sometimes the game and the broadcast is much further behind than what you're actually watching as is taking place the odds you're going to see uh, at your sport, sportsbook are going to be ahead of the action that you are watching. So, for instance, these numbers have been changing the whole time here during this match. If you wait until halftime, you can t- take a deep breath, you can recoup, and the screen won't be ahead of the action that you're watching.
5: Yeah, I think in soccer it's not as much of a concern because if you have a penalty kick issued or a goal, it's going to uh, freeze you out. But I think it's more for NBA and NFL. NFL, you could have a big play, you may not know what. a Transpired and the line's just changing. NBA, Kelly brings up a great point about the NBA. Especially, I don't mind in the first half, but in the second half, you know, all of a sudden a two and a half goes to a four and a half or a three and a half. That's a big difference when you get into a late game situation. Last night, I think Philly wins 110, 107. The line was two and a half, so Mm. you wind up with a scenario there where it could have come into play. So just something to pay attention to.
8: And you see how runs happen in the NBA. You see how these teams make threes these days. You you can put put in a bet, they don't go to commercial for five more minutes of live time. It could be a three on one end, three on the other, three on another end, finally a miss. And your live bet's gone to a, to a horrible number, right? I right. Mean, so again, wait,
4: that's, that's the exercise here. People again, is just to wait till you get to a commercial. Break. You know, like in college
5: basketball, you know, the first whistle at 16, 12, eight and four, you know, there's going to be a time right. in hockey, a non icing call. Uh, at the under 14 10 or six you're gonna get a uh, or a goal scored um you you know you're gonna go to commercial one of those two things don't happen icing or a goal scored um what drives me nuts on the NBA is I still can't figure out when they decide they're gonna call a timeout I know no, it's like under it's, two it's like the it's just weird to me how they do it in the NBA I don't know I mean obviously I'm missing it but it's somewhere along the line they call the timeout it seems like under five and a half six minutes and then, under
4: no, eight, I believe there's
8: one. That, under eight. Uh, Is it
5: under, under eight? eight? Yeah. Under, I don't, I don't feel like it's ever that NBA. early.
4: Yeah. That, that, that's, but again, you, you're, uh, college basketball, you know exactly when those are coming. Uh, if you're an avid watcher of those, I, so you can get into a commercial As soon as the breaks. whistle
5: comes in college basketball, I'm changing the channel before they've even gone to the break. Well,
4: you're changing a lot because there's a lot of whistles.
5: Well, no, I'm talking about the under 16. I I know, like, I mean, been watching so long. As soon as it goes, oh, we're at 15, 53,
4: whistle, boom, just go next game. But that is the exercise, people, here for the Pro Tip for Hour number 2, is wait till you get to those commercial breaks, and then you can, uh, instead of watching those live screens, as the action is actually progressing. So that's the Pro Tip for Hour number 2. You can access those at VEASAN.com as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, and you can sort those out, rather, by show and or by sport. Okay.
8: Just a, just an additional one, kind of off that for this game tonight specifically that you we talked about with uh, with Tim on the Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Man, this the start that Luka Doncic is off to is, is is amazing, fantastic. We might we'll be talking about him all year probably. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The on off splits right now from him being on the court and off the court might set records in the NBA this season. So live betting, you know, either on or against the Dallas Mavericks know when Luka is going to be heading heading to the bench or not. And you can usually pick that up. Oh, he fantastic. plays usually most of the first quarter, all of the first quarter. You might want to wait till he sits down if you're looking to live at, uh, jump in live on the Warriors. Do you so, have his plus minus? I can pull it up.
4: Well,
5: Not have, in front
8: of me. Give me a couple minutes.
4: I want to look at and see something here very quickly to that point. Because, again, Tim Doyle, who was just on with us, he got the gold hammer out for the Mavs tonight. You know what the first quarter uh, money line is? Is I'm trying to find this here, you get a tie. Boy, 28-1 to if you think it's a tie. Uh, if you think – I'm trying to find a first-quarter number for the for the Mavs here, Kelly, because that would seem like so a that, really that's smart one play.
8: Way I don't – I don't know if you ever bet those. I rarely do just because there's so much – same kind of thing we talked about, the live betting while the game's still going on. NBA, there's such a game of runs that, guys, you can shoot – you could shoot 68% in the first quarter and that is not going to, that's not going to, you know, that's going to level out as the game goes on, but that's the only problem. It's, it's, it's from poker to blackjack, right? You play poker while you're betting an entire game, blackjack, it's that quick action for that first quarter, but you very well could lose that.
4: Yeah, no question about it. So again, just know, but to Kelly's point, when a a star player like Luca is going to hit that bench and that can certainly affect those live numbers uh, as those games are progressing right now, we are in the witching hour here. We're in the 88th minute. Amal, Iran has been on the attack in this second half. Yeah, and
5: there was there was a close shave there about a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, ball got on the box. They had an opportunity. Turner was able to get it fairly comfortably, but I didn't know if there was going to be a potential handball or a foul going against the U.S. Uh, nothing and uh, across here. Oh. Okay. Is this going to be a corner for No, a- it's a throw-in, thank God. Okay. I thought it was going to be a corner so kick. I. But- I was like, "Come on, you got to be able to play that ball. You got to know there's nobody on your backside there." Okay. And um, Iran trying to um, get the ball in here uh, near the center of the box on two two crosses. They've got another throw-in coming up here. The U.S., you've, you got probably realistically, I don't know how much uh, stoppage time there's going to be, Dave, uh, but I'm probably guessing somewhere in the four to five minute range. So you got about seven eight minutes. Seven left. eight minutes yeah. here to,
4: to sweat this out here if you're backing USA to move on. Into that round of 16. And by the way, if they do complete that task, Amal, mm-hmm. um first of all, are, are they live in your estimation going forward if they can hold on to this one one goal lead? Live in terms of what? Uh, of advancing again. I mean, like, Is this as far as we can expect this team to get, which would be to get out of this group? Yeah, look, I think
5: uh, they're going to be – they're in group B. Uh, they're going to play uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gagpo's been outstanding for them, the young stud from PSB Eindhoven. Uh, but to me, I think they've got an opportunity. Call that foul right there, and he did. Oh, he, and I guess he didn't. Corner uh, right, for guy.
4: Iran goes by the board, so USA's got, got control here as we've hit the 89th minute. Meanwhile, but, also, we mentioned England. They're actually putting, t- putting it to Wales 3-0 right now as that one is in uh, stoppage time.
5: Yeah, yesterday we talked about 2-25. I thought the English were going to come out. Rashford's had two goals. it's uh, just been outstanding so far for the English in this tournament. He's got three goals, him and Mbappe. Uh, really done a nice job so far in this tournament in terms of uh, goal scorers. Uh, But, you know, look, I think the Dutch is a pretty good matchup for the United States States, because when you look at elite teams in Europe, I would put the Netherlands right up there, but they don't defend the way Italy, if they were in the World Cup, Germany, uh, Spain, uh, England, the way those countries defend. Uh, They are very talented on the offensive end. Um, Memphis Depay, uh, I just mentioned uh, Gagpo in terms of what he's been able to do. Mm-hmm. They've got some talent, but I think the United States. I, I like they have a puncher's chance in on that one. It's not. Wow. It's not going to be a scenario where you're like, oh my gosh, we're we're going up against, you know, Germany with you know 2014 type of team, you know, that won the World Cup, destroyed Brazil, that one of those types of clubs. So I'm not saying they're going to win the match, but. Um, I I like their chances in terms of pulling out an upset against the clockwork orange.
4: All right. We are in the 90th minute right now. Still one. nil. So again, some people are going to look at this glass half empty and say, ah, you only beat if this score holds Iran by one. And the others like me are going to say, you did what you had to do hundred percent, right? You didn't take any necessary risk here in the second half. It might not be the sexiest way to get it done, but you're getting it done. That's the bottom line. That, that's all the goal is, right? In the NCAA tournament, you Say, win. You, if, the you, canvas won, if you cover the numbers for, for the teams, you got to advance. You can be like the
5: 96 Wildcats, the Untouchables, who won every game by an average of 21 points in the tournament, or you could just survive and advance like Arizona did in you 97. You have to bring up the 96 the, Wildcats. Let me tell you, that's the best college basketball team in the tournament I've seen. I know everybody wants to point to UNLV. The Untouchables were unbelievable. They had more pros on that team than pros in the NBA had
4: outbound teams. Uh, they did not cover in the national championship. I can tell you that would they play, Utah? Mm, you know damn well who they played. They oh, played Syracuse. John They played John, John Wallace <laughs> and Syracuse Orange in that 96 national championship game. In Syracuse. 98, they played Utah. I think. Yes, 96, Syracuse gave them all they could handle in that title game. I believe they ended up winning by by nine, I believe, the final score. But Cuse was getting double digits that day. That was a profitable one for yours truly back in uh, 1996.
8: Nine minutes of stoppage time here. Oh, Whoa. God. And if anybody's keeping track at home, which I'm, I'm sure you're not, but – The prop bet for how many pen throws Amal would have today was one and a half. We're way over, over, Dave. I've heard a pen hit the ground three times. Yeah, at least three. At least
5: three. (laughs) And because I'm dumb enough to keep picking it up too. (laughs) Oh my
4: goodness! And Iran is on the attack. It looks like USA is going to be able to clear here. Let's see. Not yet. But boy, this is still—it's still in the balance. Now, what's interesting to me is as we're in that ninth uh, nine minutes of stoppage time. So the running oh boy the running clock Amal why do we just get a plus nine? We don't get like an actual countdown. It's always a mystery when the match is actually over. Well, because well, why the, do they do that?
5: Because the officials, the referee never calls it. If a team is on the offensive or on the attack, you know, it's usually a situation where maybe the goalkeeper is collected the ball, he's clearing it. You may have like a, uh, you know, just to play in the middle of the field. They, they never call when the team is on the attack. You can make arguments on it on both sides. I mean, I, I get where they're coming from. I know. I just
4: like to know when the game is actually going to, the Fair match enough. is going to actually end would be nice. Uh, Great stuff as always. Team USA, uh, final countdown crew is coming up next. They will give you the particulars as USA tries to advance here into the round of 16. Thanks for watching and listening here on Big Bets on Visa the Sports Betting Network.
7: Zumo Play.